Episode 3 of the Pack Sports Recap with me, your host, the one and only Damon Geist. For three. And I'm here with my good brother. Yes, sir. Bruiser Carter. How you doing today, man? I'm fine. Living. Fine living. Living, living coming off a win, I see. Winning fantasy, winning real life for my Saints. It's just overall a good weekend. I feel you. I feel you. I, I lost both my games, <laughs> but, you know, it happens. But we are back with another great episode. Lots to get to you guys. We'll start off with our recap from Monday Night Football. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Bears at Redskins. When you look at this game, man, uh, it's just so stressful watching two sorry, not two sorry teams. I'm sorry. The Bears defense is elite. One elite team on one side of the ball and a mediocre team on the other side with one sorry team with a future star. And Terry McLaurin, shout out Ohio State. Yes, sir. But when you look at this game, ESPN, help us out. Please just give us great games on Monday Night Football. <laughs> this is one where we kind of knew the end result. Um, yeah. Lots of folks expected <laughs> the Bears defense to go off. But when you look at for the Bears, I mean, I guess you learn a lot from this game from Mitchell Trubisky. No. I didn't. I mean, the defense had him in good situations almost for the entire first half of the game. Good field position that he was able to. Uh, knock down some throws, but he did throw a great uh, dime to uh, Taylor Gabriel deep. So, shout out Mitch. It was a good game. You beat the team you were expected to beat, but I'm not giving him too much. Too much because this was a team you were expected to beat. Where was this um, last week against Denver or week one against Green Bay? So, Well, I will give a round of applause to Chicago getting David Montgomery more involved. That's somebody who, through the past couple weeks, People with as far as fantasy or real life, it just felt like he's been the better back. Yeah. Um, as far as carries, he had 13 to Tariq Cohen's four, um, 67 yards to Tariq Cohen's negative two. So I just feel like when you look at Cohen, he's more of a gadget player. He's yeah. more of that Tyreek Hill to mm-hmm. a lesser degree where he can, you know, he's lightning in a bottle. Yeah. But you take advantage of that on special teams and, you know, quick running back, wide receiver screens, just depends on where you line him up and for them that could be a that could be a big thing to come against the good teams. Now as far as Washington When will Haskins start? Let's not even beat around the bush. When will Dwayne Haskins OSU product start for this team? You draft him first round Washington, why won't you pull the trigger? Well I feel like we'll get to that a little bit later in the show, but as right now, I feel like the number one topic for Washington should be tell them get their money back. What is Josh Norman <laughs> doing? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You look at the past three weeks, he just keeps getting bombed on. Week one, Deshaun Jackson. Last night, Taylor Gabriel gave him the work on the beautiful dime <laughs> well, you're Josh looking at. ain't been the same since he left uh, Carolina. Yeah. After they, after they went to Super Bowl that year. Yeah. It's just very disappointing to, you know. I mean, I guess you get what you receive. You know, this is a guy who we believed could be among the elites. I never really believed that he could go to Washington to make that much of a difference, mm. but I didn't expect him to be this bad this early within his Washington Redskins career. So just from the Pack Sports recap, recap, <laughs> I want you to step it up, Josh. Show us a little something. Show us a little something. 
But they did find a great find in Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Back Six to that catches, guy, 70 yards, one TD, OSU product. That He scored in each of the first three yes, games. Yes, he did. And I started him this week in fantasy. He's a big baller, man. <laughs> Shout out Terry McLaurin, Ohio State product. Those Ohio State receivers, Mike Thomas, he's setting the bar, <laughs> yes, man. Yes, sir. He's setting the bar. But back to the Bears real quick. So... The Bears won't face this level of competition every week. You know, the Redskins are considered a great team right now, currently in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So let's say when they play, I think they play Minnesota next week. Mm-hmm. What can what can Trubisky do in order for the Bears to win that game? Because I feel that game would be a defensive game. I think Minnesota defense will, will shut the Bears defense down, and the Bears defense will limit the Vikings defense. Now, I think that game will come down to one play, not to jump ahead to predictions, but like, tell me what can Mitchell Trubisky do? Because Cut Carter said on the Pack Life podcast that Trubisky doesn't have to be a good or a great quarterback. He just has to be decent enough in that offense for the Bears to be a contender for the Super Bowl. Do you agree? I would I would not agree with that because typically when you say a quarterback has to be average or just do enough, they have the weapons around them to make that happen. Okay. And with Trubisky, David Montgomery being a weapon, like I said, Tariq Cohen, you know, get it popping at any time. Allen Robinson is a good receiver. He's just not one that you can consistently say, let's draw something up and go straight to him. So it's literally this defense having a great game, giving you some points as far as a fumble or mm-hmm. interception, sacking the quarterback or getting something on special teams that makes them able to be one of those upper echelon teams in the NFL. Last year, that's what they had. This year, I just don't see that happening against the Aaron Rodgers of the world. Um, when Drew Brees is able to get back, mm-hmm. you know, those elite teams, they're not going to make those mistakes. And with Chicago, say you are able to get into the playoffs, you have to travel. Yes. So that defense against these elite offensive teams, they're going to cancel out. Will your offense be able to put points on the board? And with Trubisky under center, I just, I just don't see it. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. I got you. Now, moving on, we are going to hit our favorite topic here on the Pack Sports Recap. Our go-to. Sunday's (laughs) game in three words. You guys know the drill. We'll be hitting each game from Sunday in three words. We'll start off with Bengals and Bills. One combined win. I saw your tweet. Buffalo tweet? versus New England is going to be a showdown next week. No, hey, it's not. It's just Mike. No, it's not. And, and it's in Buffalo. No, it's not, man. I'll, I'll let you say your piece. I'm, I'm the Bills one. have played the Jets, the Giants, and the Bengals is all through true? the first three weeks who have one combined win. Is it true? We cannot buy into this. We cannot think that they're going to give New England a run for their money. I think they are the fakest 3-0 and team that we have seen in race, recent memory. I like Josh Allen. I said it last week. Josh Allen is a great playmaker. He can make things work with his legs. But when you look at this game, Cincinnati outscored them in the second half. You are not going to have that against New England and be in a position <laughs> to win. So, um, what do you have to say? Are they serious? Question mark? Oh, my Lord. The Bills. Who would have thought they would start to see the three and zero? Now I know the given level of competition, the Jets—that's a division game, the Giants and the Bengals. But coming into the season, I'm sure no one had the Bills going three and zero, and have a great AFC East matchup next week with the Patriots. Edelman may be out with a chest injury. Josh Gordon—he came back with an injured finger, but we don't know how serious that is. And the Patriots O-line isn't how it used to be with David Andrews out, and they're missing their another uh, significant piece on that line. I forget his name. And the Bills defense is for real. It's serious. I'm Sam. I'm not. I'm not gonna pick the Bills to beat the Patriots because I'm a smart betting man. However, if the Bills beat the Patriots or making the game competitive enough, like a three point loss or a seven point loss, we will, we will be seeing the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs as a wild card team. Oh my! Market. You want to talk about Sean defenses. McDermott, Coach of the Year candidate as well. If this team goes to the playoffs, I can I can acknowledge that. Like I said, we are a big supporter of Sean McDermott here on the Pack Sports <laughs> Recap, sure. but. I do just want to say, speaking of defenses, they're comparing this Patriots defense to the glory days of the, you know, Ty Law, Junior oh, Seau, brother. bring the bay out, bring the bay out. You know, this <laughs> Who Patriots have New defense. England played, though? The Steelers. Really? You the main one calling for Mike Tomlin's <laughs> job. You going to say the Steelers to me? They have played the Steelers, Dolphins, and, and, the, the, Jets. and the Jets. They didn't play no serious offensive caliber team. But, they're not going to see one next week either with the Bills. But – in this era, to not allow – they have not allowed a defensive on – t- on defense, they have not allowed a touchdown since last year in the AFC Championship against true? Patrick Mahomes. Is it true? I know. 
that is elite in this era where you can get anywhere with pass interference calls, penalties where refs are just throwing out flags. You know, this is very this is a very elite defense. I think they may be able to keep it up. I don't see Josh Allen scoring on them. The, oh, I don't know about that. They might get good field position. I'm telling you, this Bills defense is one of the, one of the most legit defenses in the NFL. Okay. And I have a little, I have a scathing hot tape when we talk about the Jets Patriots game, but I'll save it till then. Okay, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Lions Eagles, <sighs> one healthy wing. I'm not, I'm not concerned. <laughs> no, I'm really not, you're concerned. not concerned. Carson Wentz is my MVP pick, and I, I'm just. Well, he was my MVP pick coming into the season. I might switch that up. But as of right now, I do have the Eagles going ahead and winning this division when it's all said and done this year. I do think in the end they'll they'll step up to play against Dallas. I don't see them losing a division game at all. Um, I just feel like the Eagles are a team that once they get it going, once everybody is back from injury, you look at this team, man, they're without Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. We saw what they were able to do week one when all those guys are healthy. You still have one of the best tight ends in the league in Zach Ertz. I do think they need to figure it out as far as the running back and figure out who they want to go with because right now it's just two change of pace. You look at Miles Sanders, 13 carries. Jordan Howard, 11 carries. You don't have that guy who's able to go ahead and get it going, give them the ball, let them go downhill and work for you. Now, we do understand that they were in the ballpark to go ahead and land Melvin Gordon. The Chargers, you know, denied the trade. But – they just need to go ahead and get somebody who can come in and be that number one piece, and I believe that's the only thing holding them back from popping off. And injuries. Whew. Man, hear me roar. The Detroit Lions, I said either last week or two weeks ago that they're starting to put it together with Matt Patricia and Darren Bethel as the OC as a possible team that, that, that should be on teams' radars. But I didn't expect a 2-0-1 start. It should really be 3-0 if they didn't blow that game against Arizona week one. But that's neither here nor there. Shout out to the Lions. Matthew Stafford played a decent enough game for the win, 201 yards and one TD. Kerryon Johnson had 36 yards on 20 carries and one touchdown. Marvin Jones had over 100 yards with six, six receptions and one touchdown. And they found a way to win in a tough in a tough uh, Philly environment, 27-24. So... This, um, it, I think we're current. I think currently the NFC North is the best division in football, and because I did not expect the Lions to be this good coming into the season, and they there's two on one. So teams need to look out for the Lions, man. They're not they they may be uh not all that on paper, but on the field, it's a different team. But to the Eagles, real quick. Last week I did say I wasn't a believer in Carson Wentz. He's, I don't think he's a top ten quarterback at the moment. Going nineteen for thirty six, nineteen for thirty six, two hundred fifty nine yards and two touchdowns. Hmm. And just it reared its ugly head again against Detroit. Again, they should have won. Mm, so, I don't know about that. But one, then, man. but also the Eagles were were facing injuries. But I'm not hearing the injuries excuse as well because this team. I say this. I say this again that this team is praised for having depth at every position. And if your receivers go down, your depth that you praise so much, they should come in and do their jobs. Aguilar, but however, Aguilar dropping catches. Goddard was dropping catches. JJ Ortega Whiteside dropping dropped the major catch that could have sealed the game. And and. At this point, I'm just not executing, and their schedule gets tough. They do. Thursday night football. You finally in, get a good Thursday night game. Yes, Thursday night football in Green Bay. Then they see the Jets. That should be a, that should be an easy one. But this Philly team, they're so they're not the Titans esque. It's not predictable, but there's they're they're leaning towards it. But that should be an easy one against the Jets. But then they play Minnesota in Minnesota. They play Dallas in Dallas. Then what they play mean? Buffalo in Buffalo. Three. It's like a three straight uh, road uh, stretch. What that mean? It's gonna be it's tough. It's gonna be a true test of their character. That Jets game is gonna be a bye week for them, and then they're gonna blow your Vikings off the field because we know what Kirk Cousins does in big games. But we'll get to that in a second. It's actually the next game. Let's talk oh, about no. it. <laughs> Raiders Vikings. Of course, Kirk. Of course. We know what you're gonna do. We know what you're gonna do against a sorry team under 500 when you don't have to throw the ball over 30 times. You don't have to throw for 200 yards. You can give it to Dalvin Cook and let him work. We know what. We know that's what Kirk Cousins is going to do. But when they play the elite teams in the NFL and they have to go against the guys who actually have a game plan on how to stop Dalvin Cook, put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands, that's when he becomes, I don't like that. Ooh, I ain't like that. I ain't like that at all. You put some respect 15 for 21? Come on, man. That's good. Quality. It's good. Against the Oakland Raiders? Who were praised on Monday Night Football for being back to their form under Gruden. 
the Broncos are 0-3, so we can't <laughs> we can't really milk that. But I'm saying, man, you can give Zal- Dalvin Cook 16 carries and he'll go for 100. I mean, come on, man. That defense at home, we know what type of beast they are. It's just everything is put in the position for Kirk Cousins to be successful. And it's very frustrating when you sit here and want to milk him as one of the best in the whoa, game. Whoa. Top, he top 12. Top 12? Top That's 12. still elite out of 30 teams. Yes. And when he can't step up in the big games on the road. What's a big game? The Green Bay game wasn't, it wasn't that big of a game. It's a division game. And the game. way that division is going, you cannot take any division They'll see him again. Right They'll see him again. Hmm. We'll see. Uh, my three words for this Raiders versus Vikings game is... They got one. Talking about the Oakland Raiders, Darren Walker, 13 receptions, 134 yards, no TDs, but on, but on 14 targets. That's a diamond in the rough. Shout out to all the fancy owners out there. You need to go after this kid. I got him. <laughs> he up. was giving Harrison Smith that business. He came onto the scene week one against Denver. He was a little um, in flux week two, but came back strong this week. So all you fancy, uh, fantasy uh, football people out there, Darren Waller, Oakland Raiders, tight end. Go get him. Yes, sir. Fantasy plug. Jets, Patriots, MVP number four? Nope. I like it, man. <laughs> you look at this Patriots defense. He has the defense to go ahead and put him in the position. If you look in the red zone, they're actually not trying to run the ball that often. They're giving it to Brady to go ahead and break this passing touchdown record before his breeze is able to do it, of course, because so of the injury. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, man, December 8th, Chiefs go to New England. And I believe that game will be for the one seed. And we also could be watching it go down for MVP as well. I believe these are two guys who, at that point, may be leading the league in passing touchdowns. Mahomes, I think, is far and away going to run away with the passing yardage title. But as far as, you know, wins, I think wins are the biggest thing. You beat them head-to-head, and he actually has the advantage at home. And we'll see what happens from there. But... I think I'm going to switch my pick from Carson Wentz to Brady for MVP. Wow. Right here on the Pack Sports Phony. Recap. You heard it Phony. first. <laughs> my three words for this game is hold your horses. Mm. New England played Pittsburgh with them getting used to without being there. without being. Ah, you played Pittsburgh without them having A-B for the first time. Play the Dolphins and you play the Jets. Don't be pumping your chest up beating a team. These teams are you expected to beat. I made a prediction on the Pack Life podcast saying that the New England Patriots will not make it to the Super Bowl after them cutting Antonio Brown. I think that cut it, that uh, release will come back to haunt New England later in the playoffs, and, it, and I think it will hurt them when they, when they see Kansas City in the AFC Championship. Hmm. So, yes, right now on the podcast, I am saying that the Kansas City Chiefs will be representing the AFC in, Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl this year. Okay. I just don't like the Patriots cutting AB. I know the uh, allegations and whatnot, but... A player at his caliber, you cut him, cut him like it was nothing. I, it don't, it didn't sit right on my spirit, and I think it will come back to hunt New England. I can see that. Shout out to AB, man. We just want you back in the league. You're great for the league. Ravens and Chiefs, round of applause. As great as Patrick Mahomes boy is, I like what I saw of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Lamar Jackson threw the ball 43 times. You would, have, you would have told me this coming into the year. I would have told you that they get dusted. <laughs> they lost to Kansas City in Kansas City by less than one score. When you look at this team, if the defense is just able to get it together, and I believe that they will with Earl Thomas in the back end, Marlon Humphrey, Alabama product, holding it outside. I do think the loss of C.J. Mosley is starting to show for this team, mm-hmm. but it's just – it's all about gelling with the Browns in their division, not looking too good, not looking like they're able to go ahead and wake up the Steelers. We know what they're going to be, you know, for the foreseeable future for this year, at least. And the Bengals, it should be the Ravens division. It should be. Now, as far as that, when pivotal, no, I'm not going to cut you off. There's a pivotal game next week. Browns and uh, Ravens. Yeah, but you know, for the Ravens, if they're able to run away with this division, they'll get a home game. Yep. I can see them winning a home game. Then, from to, there, going to New England or Kansas City, we mm-hmm. just saw them lose by less than one possession. So anything can happen. But, you know, like I said last week, he's the Curry of the NFL. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. And if he wins MVP over Brady, I would not be mad back-to-back. This guy is legit. 
and I'll, I'll speak on that a little bit a little <laughs> bit more later. My three words for the Ravens and Chiefs game is questionable coaching calls. John Harbaugh, one of the NFL elite head coaches. Oh, he tried that. Yes. He tried <laughs> Went for two on the first score. I can get it. Try to be aggressive. Put uh-huh. your foot on the next. But when it doesn't work, you look foolish. But when it works, you look like a genius. But it didn't work. And then you passed. You went for it on fourth down again. In their territory. Then, you, then they go for it once. Then they uh elect not to kick the field goal. Yes. And they went for it. Yes. So Justin Tucker ran out to the field and he called him back. Yeah. I said, "What are you doing?" Justin Tucker is one of the NFL's one of the arguably arguably the best kicker in the NFL. And you just you're just taking points off the board at this point, John. And this game will come back to hunt you later when it's time for uh, playoff implications. I get it. Come out there and be aggressive. Show that you're you're for real. But when it doesn't work. You look foolish, and this is just a pivotal game that Baltimore will be looking back later down the season and be like, dang, what if we did such and such? He would have, you know what I mean? So, question about coaching calls. I think John John Harbaugh is a, is a genius, a great head coach, and I think they, they're able to overcome this, but later down the line, with the time for uh, seeding, he'd be like, dang, I should have just right. played it safe. Right. Yeah, I feel like when you look at it, you got to take advantage of your best players, and Justin Tucker – Regardless of being a kicker or not, he yep. always comes through. So gotta you gotta let him do what he does. Falcons, Colts. I told you. <laughs> I told you. Do not buy into this Falcons team, man. Every time that you think that they will come through, they let you down. Yes, they had a great second half. When you have a team like this going on the road. With Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Now, shout out Jacoby Brissett because dude is balling. But you have Matt Ryan, a former MVP, an all-pro receiver in Julio Jones, one of the league's best, arguably the league's best. You got to you gotta run with it. You got to go in there and knock down a team that you're expected to beat. Now the Falcons drop to 1-2. and two. You have the Saints and Buccaneers who are now 2-1 and one, and the Panthers who are now 1-2. and two. There's a very good possibility with the loss of Keanu Neal that the mm-hmm. Falcons could come in last in this division. Man. And when you have guys with the talent of a Deion Jones, Calvin Ridley, you know, Grady Jarrett, yep. among those boys, you have to take this and run with it. And this is a game where I called it coming in. They would just drop it, and it makes you look at this team and wonder if it's going to be time to blow it up. Ooh. Before I get my three words, I'd like to say that the Falcons blew a monumental opportunity to take control of the NFC, out, NFC South with Breeze being injured for six weeks, Tampa Bay still in flux, and the Panthers without Cam Newton, and they just find a way to blow a game. And I tweeted this, like, how can the Falcons just blow a game? You knew it was at stake. You know what the kind of commanding lead you could take on one of the toughest divisions in football? And you just saw the opportunity. It was like, wow, come on, Atlanta. And another thing I was going to say um, – there have been talks of Dan Quinn's job, his the seat getting hot for Dan Quinn. Do you agree? Me personally, I do not think Dan Quinn will be fired. I think if he have, if he repeat this kind of um kind of uh season next year, he he will be fired. But this season, I do not see Dan Quinn getting fired. What do you think? I think as far as what the Falcons should do with Dan Quinn, there's certain you know pieces that you look at with elite NFL teams, and Stephen A. spoke on this when speaking on Jay Gruden. But you have to have a coach that can be a leader of men. I believe Dan Quinn is a leader, but more of a leader on the defensive end. And that team is offensively riddled. Yeah, It's meant for them to put up points, and they're going to give up points. It's just what's going to happen. They're going to be able to force some turnovers, but that's not his style of play. His is turnovers, hit you in the mouth, physical football for all four quarters. And it's not so much of a finesse gameplay. That's what the Falcons are with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, them drafting a receiver in the first round. That's the type of team they're going to be. And it's going to take for you to go ahead and, you know, move on from certain pieces. That's, I mean, I feel like Shanahan being the head coach of this team would have been the perfect fit. Mm -hmm. You know, with Dan Quinn calling the shots, of course, he got out of there, went and got him one in San Francisco. And here Dan Quinn is sitting with a bundle of talent at Mm -hmm. one and two. So, you know, if they're able to go ahead and part ways with them, bring in a more finesse 
offensive riddled head coach, yeah. that may be the direction they need to go. I just, I just respect Dan Quinn too much for them to just. Oh, I love him back in Seattle though. <laughs> He'll definitely get a defensive coordinator some yeah, job yeah. somewhere. For sure, for sure. My three words is future playoff team. The Indianapolis Colts lose your your uh, franchise quarterback Angela from due to retirement. Season in flux as the season's preparing. Drop one to the Chargers in overtime, but then went two straight. And one against Tennessee and now against the Atlanta Falcons. And the, the replacement quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, has been balling. Balling. 28, 28 completions, 37 attempts, 310 yards with two TDs. And let a methodical drive to, to ice the game. I could see – I know last week I said the Titans uh, uh, week one. I said the Titans will be competing for this division. I was wrong. Never put your faith in the Titans, folks. Never. <laughs> but the Colts – I see the Colts and Texans final for, for this division. I think – these are the two teams that will be competing, and if the Colts do not win a division, I can I, I can honestly see them making it be on a wild card team and competing. Could you imagine Jacoby Brissett versus Tom Brady in the playoffs? How big it would be! <laughs> that game wouldn't be close. It wouldn't be close, but it'd be <laughs> very interesting. It would be very interesting. Very but interesting. shout out to Jacoby Brissett coming into a situation, and uh, the world eyes is watching you, especially in Indy, and you just coming out and balling. So shout out to Jacoby, keep balling. We love to see it. Love to see it. Broncos versus Packers. A legit defense. Telling man with the addition of Adrian Amos in the a secondary. Legit defense. I know they played Joe Flacco, but when you look <laughs> at this team, they're doing something they haven't done in years past, and it's forcing turnovers. The Packers lead the NFL in takeaways right now. It's ridiculous. You never see this. You never have seen this with Aaron Rodgers under center. And when you give this guy, they're sitting at three and zero. I have them going and bring it, uh, with Philly coming to town. I think they'll move I, on to four and zero. And when you look at this team, they're in the number one. They're in the driver's seat to go ahead and take the number one seat. We Ooh. know what we know what Rogers does when he goes to Dallas. So I can definitely see them knocking down Dallas down the road. Dallas tough, bro. I don't know. I'm not too worried about the division. <laughs> they got their game in Chicago, I believe. You know, you go to Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers is going to do his thing. Mm-hmm. So, this is their this is their conference to take. This is the year for Aaron Rodgers to go ahead and bust through. And I believe we can get what the NFL has wanted for years to come. Brady versus oh, Rodgers in the Super Bowl. Bowl. But we will see Mahomes versus Rodgers in a couple weeks. Yeah, so, yeah. that could be a preview as well. NFL is so fun. My three words is put Drew in. Denver, as, uh, as your star wide receiver said, Emmanuel Sanders said, we're in the world of suck. Yes, you're in the world of suck. You're going to be there for a good minute with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs balling and the Chargers with Anthony Lane balling. So put in Drew Gulak. I know his name, Drew Locke, but I call him Drew Gulak. Yeah, shout, shout out, out 205 Live. <laughs> put in Drew Gulak. Um, at the, I feel like at any point, if you're losing with this team, with your team 0 2, 0 3, I said this with the um Giants. I said this with the um Redskins. Redskins. Come on, put you drafted the rookie for a reason, not to sit behind the gangs. The only way you're going to gain real-life experience is if you put them in a situation. I know uh, folks want to cling to the, oh, Patrick Mahomes waited behind Alex Smith. One season, I look at him. But Patrick it's Mahomes, Alex Smith. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is a different breed, one. And that Chiefs team was also winning games and going to the playoffs, too. And Andy Reid, Andy Reid is an offensive genius. So, And most of these other teams in that situation are not like Andy Reid. Exactly. So put in Drew Locke, get him some, get him some experience so he can be the possible future of your franchise. And, man. Hopefully he could come in and be that spark, like Gar- how Gardner Minshew was a spark for Jacksonville. Hopefully he comes in to be that spark. And that Denver defense, I don't know. Vic Mangio, they have they recorded zero sacks for the first three seasons. I can't explain that. You have Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. It's just it's mind boggling. I can't even. even it, it might be time. To think. I know, you know, we don't want to read too much into this with a new head coach and want him to be able to develop a scheme, but. It might be time for these guys to Miami Dolphin it up. Oh. Get rid of Sanders. I mean, we know what John Elway is about. Do you think John Elway should should his position be on the hot seat? I know he won a Super Bowl with Peyton, but that seemed like such a long time it, ago. It is such a long time ago. And, of course, your division isn't going to get any easier with Mahomes there for the next decade mm-hmm. plus. And the Raiders are getting better. Despite how, despite how I feel about the Raiders, they're getting better. Oh, they're a better team than the yes. Broncos. So, you look at the Broncos at 0-3. They're going to have a high draft pick. They're not in position to get a quarterback, I believe, if we can see good things out of Drew Locke. So, for them, I just believe it's about stacking up on picks. We know you could get a haul for Von Miller. Sit tight on Bradley Chubb. 
see what you can make move Trey with Emmanuel Von Sanders. Miller? But you have you have good players around mm. Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. You know they're young guys, but you're not gonna get any better with these thick contracts. Yep. And then you expect these guys to be as elite as they are thought to be, and we just gotta we gotta you know speak for it as it is. <laughs> it's unacceptable for Von Miller to have zero sacks. Zero sacks yep. at this point in the season. So, you know, I know how elite David Bakhtiari is Mm -hmm. and, you know, all the pressure is on him, but this is what sets apart their greats. And I believe Von Miller is great and he has to come through in these situations. Ooh, it just sucks when uh, great players are stuck on trash teams. Yep. It really sucks. Yep, absolutely. Dolphins, Cowboys, Dak the Coop. Dak the Coop. This is a connection that is going to – Bring in a lot of money this upcoming offseason. Oh, they finna run it up. They are about to run it up. Their price just went up because whatever they just had, I believe, you know, I know Zeke was going to sit out, but as far as what Jerry was going to do, I kind of see it now. I would have loved for Dallas to go ahead and pay these two guys because they're going to lose somebody, whether it be Leighton Vander Esch down the road or. Did they pay Byron Jones? Not yet. So that's they, what I'm saying. The defense is gonna take a hit, right? Yeah, Jalen Smith, who's who's locked up, but you know they let Taco Charlton walk. These are guys that you're gonna need down the run. You can have this connection putting up, you know, putting up points. It's not gonna matter if you can't stop anybody. Mm. And with Dallas the way they are, I mean, three and zero, you're sitting good, but like relatively said, easy schedule. But right, you're still three and zero, but. <laughs> When it, time, when it comes time to play these elite teams and, you know, like I said, this Dak to Coop connection is bringing in a lot of money. They're making a lot of plays. But can you give me that same production down the road with Michael Gallup and Devin Smith against, you know, the Saints and uh, Green Bay and mm-hmm. L.A., teams who yep. are going to scheme to take Coop out of the game? Yep. Oh, Auntie Keela, if you're listening <laughs> – I was wrong about my um my predictions coming into the season. My three words for this for this Cowboys game. Oh, I hope this is over over exaggeration. I hope it is, but NFC champions? Whoa. Question mark. Whoa. It's just like I don't I, I like I'm saying, maybe over exaggerated over um getting overhyped from my game against the Dolphins, but this Dallas team, they something serious. Uh Dag's been balling. I know the level of competition was relatively uh easy the first three games, but you can't deny these results. Ezekiel, they had two 100-yard rushers, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Amari Cooper going crazy. Old man Jason Witten going crazy. The emergence of Devin Smith while Michael Gallup is out. And that defense is still playing lights-off football, forcing turnovers. I just – we'll see when they play the Saints this Sunday. Are they still serious? Even without Breeze playing, the Saints are still – they were still in the NFC Championship, and they still have, like, quality talent. But – Jerry Jones finally might get one in. Dallas might go to Super Bowl, but I hope I'm wrong because I'm a Saints fan. But yeah, let's let's slow down on that. But I, I like I don't like Dallas, but I like Dallas. They'll find a may, a way to mess it up. They so. will, but right now it's just it just seems so. It's it's just we'll a well oiled machine. We'll see. Them boys, them boys. Giants, Bucks. Watch our mouths. Let's watch our mouths on Daniel Jones, oh, man. Brother. Let's, hey, man. <laughs> You're down a generational talent. What do you go do? Win a football game on the road in your first NFL start with zero interceptions? Really? Come on, man. Against our Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles led defensive unit. A missed field goal. Goal. He was he was not on the field. Wow. We know what he did when he was on the field. <laughs> okay. Clutch touchdown okay. late game situation. In your first NFL start on the road. Very difficult to do with a defense that let Mike Evans go bonkers. Did had a career night, career day. Thirty, he went thirty-eight crazy. <laughs> but you know, just shout out to Daniel Jones, man. I believe the NFL could have a new star on their hands, and it would be very good to see. That could be a very good connection with him and Saquon, bringing up the guys in New York. I'm not gonna, you know, race into it, but you know, this is a this is a team that could. You know, that could what? Next year, make some, noise. <laughs> make some noise. I don't even have three words. I have a phrase. Fool me one time, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Fool me twice, I can't put the blame on you. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. It was a Tampa, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I did say the Buccaneers were they played a, they played a good game against Carolina Panthers on Thursday Night Football. However, Cam Newton was injured with the foot injury, and at the end of the day, it still is Tampa Bay. So Daniel Jones had a good game. Uh, 336 yards, two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. So great rookie debut, but I'm not gonna put him on a pedestal for beating the Buccaneers when they missed a field goal. Hmm. That's fact. The Buccaneers should be two and one right now, but somehow, some way, the NFC South decides to blow games and keep the Saints in. And I was just so surprised to uh to see that. Not to keep mentioning the Saints because I'm not I'm not that kind of a homer, but <laughs> Daniel Jones, great debut, but I'm not putting on a pedestal as, as all these other analysts are. Great, great us showing. Now, like like your uh, coach Pat Shermer said, we need some consistency. Who do they play next week? Talk, talk. Um, they play the. Re- they play the Redskins. Hmm. That actually will be a good game. I think the Redskins defense will play better next week. So nah, I'm not sure about it. I like Daniel Jones and him. Hopefully Dwayne Haskins plays so we get that uh, going. Haskins versus Jones. Yeah, One? Maybe. And then we see uh, Daniel Jones knock off Kirk Cousins next week. <laughs> but, hey. Relax. And uh, get well soon, Saquon. Generational talent. This game needs you. You're a, you're a dog. Shout out to Saquon hopping on the field to go celebrate with his teammates. Love to see it. Panthers versus Cardinals. Bye-bye, Cam? Question mark? Could this be the end of the Cam Newton era in Charlotte? I think it could be. You have guys coming out in their first game, putting up four touchdowns. This is almost unheard of. Kyle Allen. Can we call a spade a spade and say they were playing, considered one of the worst teams in the NFL in Arizona Cardinals? They were. (laughs) But, but, four touchdowns, nine for 26, 261 yards now. Christian McCaffrey did turn return to form, mm-hmm. seventy yard plus touchdown, hundred fifty three rushing yards on twenty four carries and a touchdown, of course. Um, but he was able to do something Cam Newton is not able to do and spread the ball around. True. You look at Greg Olson, six catches for seventy five yards and two touchdowns. Curtis Samuel, five grabs for fifty three yards and a tug. DJ Moore, one grab for fifty two two yards in stride for a tug. You just look at this team and. Something that really stuck out to me is that the Cardinals were able to put up 20 points, right? Mm-hmm. Typically, with Cam Newton under center, if that defense is giving up points, even something as low as 20 points, mm-hmm. Cam Newton isn't able to get the job done as of late. Daniel Jones put up 38. When's the last time you saw a Cam Newton-led offense put up 30-plus points? My point is that. Super year problem? So, <laughs> Right. I know this is, like you said, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Kyler Murray played less than sacked eight times. Sacked eight times, but, you know, we'll have to see. But if Kyle Allen isn't able to keep this up, this could be the end of Cam Newton era in Charlotte, as Uh, Cut Carter said on the Pack Life podcast. You fortune tellers. (laughs) My three words for this game is protect Kyler Murray. Uh, Coming into the season, we know this Arizona team wasn't going to be one of the best. However, your franchise stars should not be taking licks like that, getting hit, getting hit, getting sacked eight times, and possible more hits and drops and hurries. It's just that that wear and tear, it, it starts to wear on you, and you need to in the, uh, either next in, in the off season in a draft or in free agency, you got to go go out and just protect Kyler Murray, because mm. the um, the weapons are there. You have Fitz still there, Christian Kirk, David Johnson, a great running backs, but if you don't got no protection, your quarterback can only do so much. It's so worth nothing. Ooh, <laughs> Protect Kyler Murray. Um, he needs it. That is your future star. And without him, your franchise will be in shambles for the foreseeable future, as it already was, Arizona. Steelers 49ers. Don't go crazy. Don't go crazy over the 49ers. I know I said the Bills are the fakest 3-0 team in the league, but I'm not buying in the San Fran. They played the Steelers, they played the Buccaneers, and they played the Bengals. That, again... Oh is zero combined wins. So let's not, you know, like I saw the video of George Kittle. Smell what the 49ers are cooking? I don't. I don't at all. Jimmy G had two interceptions against this Steelers defense. It's not happening against the elite teams in the NFC. It's not happening on the road against good teams in the AFC. So let's just slow your roll. Let's see them against a good team and see what they do. Still how have, you, how you, huh? Go ahead. 
How can you just miss the ball so fast? What are you talking about? Dog. Boy, boy, the ah, original boy genius. Kyle Shanahan, before there was a Sean McVay, there was a Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta that led the Falcons to the Super Bowl, up 28-3 in the Super Bowl. And now he has taken his talents to the Bay Area, and now he's leading the San Francisco 49ers to be 3-0. and Jimmy Garoppolo, 277 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. You can put an asterisk by that because, no, it was a lot of immaturity during this game. And that's the only issue I see with this 49ers team. It's just their immaturity. Like, they, they're careless with the football. They're young. They're fresh. But they they still find a way to win a game. But that's the big thing. You can't have that against the elite teams all, at NFC. You will get wins, blown off the board. All wins comes in different shapes and sizes. And sometimes it's going to be ugly. But if you find a way to manage to win that game, you can win. And I like I said, I have the, I have predicted the 49ers to be the third seed in the NFC this this season. And I see no – I see no – uh. So, you know, ways of it slowing down. They held the Steelers to 20 points. I know it was Mason Rudolph's first start, but this team has Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner and one of the elite offensive lines, and they only held them to 20. So, this San Fran team, keep an eye out. NFC West, Seattle, uh, LA Rams. Hmm. Here they come. Oh, my Lord. Saints versus Seahawks. Whatever. Next game. Whatever. Uh, I don't uh, You know, it's a very disappointing game for me. A game that I felt like we should have, you know, <laughs> taken the bull by the horns, put it in the ground. But number 41 isn't going down that easy. I think he may be the hardest running back in the league to tackle. And I think he also may be the best running back in the league. Arguably. It's just you can argue everything it. <laughs> he's able to do. Nine catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. 16 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. He can do it all. When they need him, they'll put him on special teams. So this is a guy that can give you trouble from anywhere, and that's what I believe the Saints did not do a good job enough against the Rams when Breeze went out. They tried to keep forcing the ball and quick little slants routes to Mike Thomas and get others involved, Jared Cook. But AK is the Saints right now, and they did a very good job of taking advantage of it. For my Seahawks, like I said, I'm not complaining over one game. Of course, it is a home loss, which, you know, is going to hurt because we will take a couple lumps on the road. But, you know, it's one game early in the season. We're still sitting at 2-1. and one. We have a good opportunity next week to go ahead and improve to 3-1 and one when we go ahead and take on the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm not too worried about it, you know. We're able to, you know, get things going. <laughs> before we have to welcome the Rams to town the week after. So we just need to build off this game. There were a lot of good things that I think we could take from it. You know, Chris Carson, we got to tighten up on the fumbles, man. Um, Russell Wilson missed a couple touchdown throws, especially the one to tie locking on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have a team, and I want you guys to listen close to this, it's very hard to beat a team when they score defensively. When a team scores on special teams, it's very hard to do them. When a team does both, you're not going to win that game. True. But shout out to the Zebras and not blowing that play dead on the Saints. Even as somebody who wanted the play to be blown dead, it was good to see (laughs) the Saints have that justice and be able to get over that bump that caused them the game against the Rams. Still not over it, but it's whatever. Um, There's neither here nor there. My three words for the Saints-Seahawks game is, have y'all forgot – Sean Payton, I know he's praised to be an offensive genius up there with Andy Reid and Sean McVay, but as an overall head coach, getting the special teams prepared for the rainy weather in Seattle, getting the defense prepared with Dennis Allen up there in Seattle, a tough place to play, scoring on a special team touchdown, getting a fumble six, and having Teddy Bridgewater playing a good game, 177 yards, two touchdowns. In Seattle. In Seattle, on the road, and having given given a, a ball to your playmakers. Mike Thomas, five catches, 54 yards, one TD. Alvin Kamara over 150 uh, total yards and two TDs. Sean Payton overall great game plan. When Teddy Bridgewater came in last week during the Rams game, I feel I feel he did not have a plan for Teddy Bridgewater as the offense was centered around Breeze. But give Sean a week to prepare. And look at that, a good game. The scoreboard is a little, could be misleading, 33-27. It was worse than that at one point. I believe it was 27-17. to 
seven at one point. Last minute touchdown. Yeah, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson scored it. two uh, touchdowns in the last five minutes of the game, I believe. But it was just a great game. Um, and Sean Payton, the Saints see the Cowboys in New Orleans this week, Sunday Night Football. And I think I'm going to pick Dallas for that game. Even though we're not doing picks, I will pick Dallas for that game. But Sean Payton with time to prepare. It might be a scary sign for Dallas, even though I went on a limb and said Dallas might win the NFC Championship. So, Okay. Yep. Big on those Cowboys, huh? <laughs> they just – Dak just playing out his, his, his mind right now. So still, I'm, he's credit. Still got Kirk Cousins over Dak? I, I didn't say you that. You did say that. Oh, well, no. No. <laughs> Old me was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Texans Chargers wild card preview. I definitely see this game being fourth seed, fifth seed type, you know, type preview. Deshaun Watson is legit, man. Yeah, he's just legit to go on the road. I know the Chargers don't have the greatest fans in the world, but Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen, man, that connection is next level. Keenan Allen's he's going crazy. Least year. league in receiving yards. Sammy Watkins is the only receiver near his vicinity. He has over four hundred yards this season. Keenan Allen's been balling, balling, and. They're doing this without Melvin Gordon. So, yes, the Chargers dropped a one and two, but yeah. I'm not too concerned about it. They're without Derwin James. Oh they're without God. Melvin Gordon. But this is a team that I believe will be able to get it together. They play the Dolphins next week. Then they play the Broncos. Then they play the Steelers. So, in the blink of an eye, then they play the Titans. So, in the blink of an eye, they can be a five know. and two. So, I don't know. The Titans might win that. That's the unpredictable yeah, the Titans. At home. <laughs> at home. I'm not buying in Tennessee, man. I believe the Chargers. This is a team that we saw last year. Nobody talks about them. They mm-hmm. fall beneath the radar. Then they go on a run. Yep. And then in the big games, like after that Titans game, they'll go to Chicago. That's a game that nobody could expect them to win. And Phillip Rivers and goes they see bonkers. Green Bay the week after. Right. So let's let's chill on this Chargers team. But as far as the Texans and Chargers, this is a wild card preview, I believe, could be in the pipeline. I agree for this game. Uh, the Chargers, my three words is don't panic yet. Um, week two, you shouldn't beat the Lions if your kicker would have knocked down his field goals. At week three, you should blow you should blow a tough game against a tough t- a Houston team, so I'm not ready to panic yet. But Chargers, you're one and two. And I'm always for the players. I'm, I'm sticking with the players now. Please pay Melvin Gordon. I know Eckler was balling week the first two weeks, and you have a great uh, back running back at Justin Jackson. But if Melvin Gordon was here, man, it would probably be no question that these games would be won. You just need a every down back, an elite rusher, and a great running back out the backfield. And I feel like this is what this team has been lacking. And I know Eckler has been balling, but you could be balling, but if you're not winning games, it don't matter how much you balling, man. Look at Mike Evans, a career, career day, but overshadowed because they lost the game. I think it's time for the Chargers to pay Melvin Gordon. Get over your pride and money. You may not feel that like he shouldn't be one of the highest-paid running backs in the NFL. I don't believe he should be the highest-paid running backs in the NFL. However, you're, he is valuable to your team, your team's success. And without him, you're down one and two, and the schedule does get easier. But that Denver game, don't be fooled. That Denver game, that's a possible game that could drop. That's a divisional game. And the Chargers uh, don't don't have a home field advantage right now in the um, LA Galaxy State. I believe that that's where they play. So go get Melvin, man. And I'm not ready to panic on you yet because I do have I did have them being the number one seed in the AFC. Don't know what I was thinking, but I did have them picking being the number one seed in the AFC. But I'm not ready to panic yet. Mm. Just pay Melvin. I think it'll be fine and get Derwin James back. How long is he out still? Well, they said indefinitely. I don't think he'll be back till after Thanksgiving. Oh. It's a big loss for him. You have a, you're talking about an All Pro safety in his rookie season. No, this is huge. <laughs> Derwin James next level, and when they get him back, that's when things will start to turn. Rams versus Browns, the ultimate. Well, take out the ultimate cup holder, <laughs> Cooper Cup, man. Ah, I see what you did there. Without, I mean, with Cooper Cup, it's hard to say if they lose that Super Bowl because we're seeing it. This no, guy, yeah, I agree. I, I, this guy is one hundred percent. I mean, they say when he uh, got hurt last season, the offense looked different when he got hurt. And it, it's not just about catching the ball. I mean, Robert Woods is that's the guy they're going to have in the slot as far as, you know, wanting to take that edge off 
you know, blocking wise, but the things Cooper Cup is able to do as far as flexibility, as far as in routes and give you a guy who's not afraid to get chippy inside. Mm -hmm. This guy can do it all. And just as far as trios go, I believe this is one of the league's yes, best. Yes, I agree 100%. They can get it done in all types of ways. This is the team that hasn't even gotten their best player, second best player, and Todd Gurley involved. Yep. And the defense is starting to come into fruition. I know Cleveland with Freddie Kitchens and Baker Mayfield need to go ahead and get it sorted out. They have too much talent to not be putting it all together. Yep. But, but yeah. this is a game that you expect the Rams to lose. Oh. As far as with Cleveland doing what they with, did with on Monday hype, night yeah. and all the hype, this is a game that I did not see the Rams going in. And, yes, it was a one-possession game, but it really felt dominated. Yeah. Well, the Browns were the, uh, they had an active list. It was like – like, Demarius Randall, their whole, their whole secondary, secondary was, was out. out. Yeah, so after I saw that, I switched my pick to the Rams. And my three words for this uh, Rams-Browns game is Kitsy Ghost. Baker Mayfield was running for his life before the pressure even got there. I think the amount of licks he was taking, similar to Kyler Murray, and that Rams front four getting there to Baker Mayfield made him just escape to the pocket to the right each time uh, as soon as he snapped the ball, fearing the pressure coming from the left side, just running out of the pocket. So I'm saying he's seeing ghosts out there. They need to find a way to protect this uh, Baker Mayfield. This is the weakest part of this team is their O-line. And if they don't show up this O-line, you could uh, kiss going to the playoffs. Goodbye, Cleveland, all your high aspirations. They'll be gone just like that if you can't protect your star quarterback. So, man, protect Baker. And Freddie Kitchens got to call a better game. Doing a halfback draw on fourth and nine against the Rams defense with Aaron Donald up front. He's already going to get there. I don't know what. <laughs> and, and the thing that's so frustrating for me about Cleveland is that the solution is not that difficult. Get the ball out faster. You have Jarvis. Three catches, it's just not – Doable. I know you have Odell, and he's a guy you have to get him the ball to keep him at ease. Yeah. But let's just not pretend that Jarvis hasn't been there the past two years. True. Get Jarvis involved. Nick Chubb had 23 carries, but I like what I saw. 96 yards, and that's a very hard team with Aaron Donald, mm -hmm. Corey Littleton, and those guys up front to go ahead and run the ball on. But what? it's just more about keeping it spread out and using the weapons that you have. This is a team that we said on paper they look good, but they're only taking advantage of Odell, looking to get him involved. Mm -hmm. Now, while Odell and Jarvis did have the same number of targets, I just believe it goes into the game plan of attacking downfield. When you do the quick gadget plays to Odell, I believe you need to incorporate incorporate those to Jarvis as well. Yeah. And it's just what are my three words, kissy, ghost. Freddie Kitchens, a rookie head coach. First and goal, you have three attempts. I believe they threw it every play or mm -hmm. ran it one. Oh, they threw it every play. And you had to have all their timeouts left as well. And they don't run the ball once. With Nick Chubb, like you said, 23 carries with 96 yards. That UGA dog, come on. You got to at least give it them once. Right. Like keep them, uh, the Rams off balance. They don't, they don't predict what you do. So it's just questionable coaching decision, coach, questionable coaching calls. And not protecting Baker Mayfield will lead the Cleveland Browns out of the postseason. To the dismay of fans in Cleveland. Hmm. Yes, sir, folks. Well, that is all for our Sunday and three words each game, breaking down three words. You know how we do it here on the Pack Sports <laughs> Recap. Fine. Moving down, though, we have our news in 30 seconds. Go ahead and pull up this timer. You got it? Yes, sir. You know how we get it popping. <laughs> and we will start with Will AB play in the league again? Boom. I believe A.B. will play in the league again. He's just too much of an elite talent to not get another chance. Do I believe it will be this year? With him re-enrolling in school, no, I do not. <laughs> but I do think he'll bounce back soon. Uh, Antonio Brown should be on the NFL roster. He is too talented to, to not be on the NFL roster. He's arguably the best receiver in football. And these teams want to suddenly put morals over winning. It's questionable to me. But if he is found guilty of these allegations, he should not be playing football. But if these things are just allegations at the end of the day, he should be on the NFL roster. Hmm. Saquon out four to six weeks. With Saquon out four to six weeks, do I believe Daniel Jones will 
you know, rack up as many wins as he possibly could. No, I do not. <laughs> but I do like what I saw out of him with Saquon out the game. Wayne Gallman, Clemson product, is a very good player. So we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, Saquon Barkley out for four to six weeks. Uh, I do not think they should rush him back. I think you should just keep him out. I know this fantasy owners don't want to hear this because he was probably your first overall pick. However, you got to keep him fresh and hope Daniel Jones can develop until Saquon is fresh and ready to come back. Jalen Ramsey with the flu. <laughs> Do I believe Jalen Ramsey has the flu? That's my boy. I'm not going to call him a liar. But with him, <laughs> you know, going ahead and announcing a trade, I do believe it's a little sick, you know, <laughs> how the flu comes about. So we'll just have to see if it's true. Um, I think this is a, a trade ploy for two Jalen Ramsey to get uh, traded out of Jacksonville. He doesn't want to be there because beef with management. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars should trade him to the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Chiefs can dethrone the Patriots in the AFC. And without Jalen Ramsey without Jalen Ramsey and KC, I do not think the KC Chiefs will beat the Patriots. Hmm. Gruden won't bench Keenum. He wants continuing continuity, continuity gotcha, at bro. quarterback position. <sighs> Get him out of there. <laughs> Get him out of there. You draft a guy with a first-round pick. We need to see what he's working with. Mm-hmm. And... If it's not going to be Jay Gruden to do it, it has to be somebody else. I agree. It's time for uh, Jay Gruden to either be fired because there are rumors that Jay Gruden doesn't like Haskins as a quarterback. And if this is true, you need to get rid of the head coach, bring in a coach that likes Haskins, that likes a new, fresh quarterback because Case Keenum isn't doing it right now. And Haskins, Haskins needs real game experience rather than sitting on the bench. I know our 30 seconds is up, but I tweeted it and I saw you retweet it. Terry McLaurin from Dwayne Haskins is going to oh, be fun to watch oh, for years to come. Ew. Like I'm a Big Ten fan. <laughs> Lastly, Troy Aikman, talk to me when Patrick Mahomes wins the title. No big deal. <sighs> Troy Aikman, stop hating, bro. We know why you hating, because you don't have an MVP on your resume. Patrick Mahomes does in his first full season as a starter. It's only a matter of time for he gets a championship. <laughs> so just appreciate greatness while we have it. I think he was just going back at a trolling fan on Twitter. Uh, I don't I don't think this was no big deal or a slight to Patrick Mahomes. I think he was just saying – Talk to me when he gets a championship, and that's real. Sometimes uh, we look at like look at basketball. We look at championships over MVP. So, man, it's just a joke at the end of the day. And that is it for our news in thirty seconds. Be sure to keep up with that. If there was anything we missed, be sure to let us know. And lastly, we'll move on to college football. Not that much happening this week after a big UGA versus Notre Dame showdown last week. Great game. Shout out to both teams. Uh. As SEC wins, they find a way to do it. Hey, against a team with no conference. But, 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 but. <laughs> Moving on to our games for this week. Speaking of Notre Dame, they will welcome number 18, Virginia. I do have Notre Dame winning that game. This uh, is just a game that, you know. Yeah, I think it will be a bounce back game for Notre Dame. And they will. I think they'll put their foots on Virginia's neck and hopefully uh, move up in the ranks after being a ranked team. Hmm. The other... I believe the only other ranked. ranked matchup between two teams. USC, number 21, versus number 17, UW. I'm going to go ahead and take UW. You know, I love my Seattle teams. <laughs> um, I just don't really believe in USC on the road. Uh, as far as UW, I do believe that they are the best team in the Pac-12. And I believe they'll show it this week, knocking uh, USC out of the top 25. They got, I think I see an upset occurring to, um, for this game. USC on the road in Washington. I forgot who they played last week, but they did beat the team they played last week. I know that was poor analysis, but <laughs> <laughs> I think you see it. USC can upset Washington and show that they should be taken, taken seriously in the Pac-12. And lastly, you gave yours, but my upset this week will be Washington State over number 19, Utah. Mm-hmm. I just don't really believe in Utah. Um <laughs> But as far as Washington State, shout out my boy Ross, Westlake product, made a big hit on special teams a couple weeks back, Mm -hmm. starting to get my boy a couple more plays, you know, so it's good to see, always good to see guys you came up with getting that play, so yeah, I'll take Washington State over Utah. Nah, probably Utah's gonna win. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all for episode three of the Pack Sports Recap. Be sure to follow us on all social media. We did just deploy the Pack Sports Recap 
social media page on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be up and running on Facebook soon. Be sure to give us a follow. We'll be running, you know, polls and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Getting questions going for you guys so we can, you know, have that fan uh, socialize. Yes, sir. And make sure you uh, like, comment, share, and subscribe on the YouTube post and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. This is, this is where we are coming to you from. So might as well show love while you're there. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you guys know we will be back. Um, on Sunday with the Pack Life podcast, me back after I missed last week. Low management. Um, my boy Bruiser, <laughs> Cut Carter, Lil B, yes, the whole sir. gang will be there Episode giving you guys 32. the full rundown. Be sure to tune in, stay up to date with everything Pack, and we do have some Pack merch coming soon, so be on tune for that. This is the Pack Sports Recap signing off. Yes, sir.